the guy the guy wouldn't uh, choose. So Denzel, oh, he killed him quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a very nice one. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you are ever in the vicinity of Denzel Washington and he starts to check his watch, get the fuck out of the room. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> Duck. Hide. <laughs> but I love, I mean, I will go back and watch anything. Charles Bronson, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, you know, I couldn't believe you said that to me. Dirty Harry. I watch all the Sopranos violent scenes when Tony kills people. Uh, I watched um, Tony's sister kill um, uh, Richie Aprio on the Sopranos this weekend. But I spend a good I amount of time. I have to avert my eyes when they, you know, when they're too violent. No, and you're no. like, no, I love it. I love it. I love, you know, I only wish in my own life I had taken karate, you know, jujitsu, a jujitsu, something something where I could be very powerful. Even that Brazilian dance fight. Even, yeah, those guys who dance with those sticks and then kill you with their feet, which, by the way, I would love to kill a guy with my feet. Like, like, that's so insulting. He just killed me with his feet. Like he and did, he's like, dancing. And they dance. They put on music and they kill you. How how humiliating can a murder get? Right. I love when John Wick. John Wick kills you if you fuck with his dog. Yes. And his uh, car. Denzel. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just great. Yeah. He didn't even have family. He just kills you for your dog, for his dog. <laughs> well, that was the, uh, Liam Neeson. He's got one right. particular skill. <laughs> yeah. I have one particular skill. I watch that all the time. <laughs> But I don't watch the whole movie. I just get right to the good parts. It's like yeah, porn. That's like violent porn. Violent porn. You know, uh, I believe it was uh, Gavin from Bush who said there's no sex and violence. But evidently there is. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Gavin, he's got yeah. a new album out. The guy from Bush. Uh-huh. Is it a it's solo kind of, album? Uh, no, it's a Bush album. Bush but, album. Uh, okay. But it's basically him, let's be honest. I don't know what Bush is. It's like Nine Inch Nails is really Trent Reznor. I think Bush is just, you know, it's Gavin. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anybody else writing. I, I mean, I don't know that much about Bush, but I love their music. Yeah. The new album. I mean, I don't know if anybody cares about new music anymore. I don't know why artists bother, but he's got a single out that I thought was fucking awesome. I was listening to that. What's the name of the? Hmm, I wrote it down. Hold on. Because I don't know who you're yelling at. What's the name of the what? I'm just yelling. <laughs> See if somebody answers. There's a new Gavin from Bush single. Solo single. Yeah. And it's called. I wrote it down, I thought. Flowers on a Grave. That's it. Wow. Play a little of that. Does anybody have it? Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, this is coming at you. WNBC, Flowers on a Grave from uh, Bush. The album, I guess, isn't out yet, just the single. Yeah. I'm not a renegade, still not getting made. Gotta be playing brave, speak up. Blame it on the planet's man, try to do what you can. I mean, I don't know what he's singing about, but it's good. The sadness is 
Do you like it? Yeah, you know what happens to me now? See, I watch that Songland, and then I try to analyze songs, you know, because I've watched Songland. Sal uh, saw Gavin in the when, when we used to have the serious building, and we used to do the show from there. Sal saw Gavin in the serious bathroom, and he says to yeah. me, he's stunningly handsome. Oh, boy. I never heard another dude say something. Besides like Richard. Right. poetic about a guy. All right. I don't know what Thank he's you. thinking about. No, no, I never do. But I always video. think of what they say in Songland when they're analyzing people's songs. The other song I play on the app from our show is, um, and I love it, Sammy Hagar in the Circle. So, like, I'll watch violent Oh, that videos. was when Jason was in with him, right? Yeah, Jason Bonham. I, I'll watch, you know, Perry Farrell with his wife and that other girl singing. Then I'll watch. What do you watch with Sammy Hagar? <laughs> Sammy Hagar, if you remember from our studio, it's um he, he he the clip that we always play on our app is he explains that this was the first song he wrote with Van Halen, you know, with Eddie. Yes. Uh and uh uh, finish what you started. And he explains that he was trying to get it on with his girl, his wife, whatever. Eddie comes to the window. They write the song together. You know? And uh, when he goes back upstairs, the wife is no longer in the mood for sex. And he's like, come on, f- come on, baby. Just finish what you started. He tells that little story. It's Jason Bonham. It's, uh, of course, Michael Anthony. And right. Michael Anthony singing backup vocals and playing bass on the clip is just so fucking great. The way our crew actually taped this thing, videotaped uh-huh. it, you, you see just the right moments. You see Michael Anthony singing backup, playing the bass. I'd like to be that guy, you know, just like play the bass and like backup. And Sammy then provide that. a little backup every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Not have the pressure of having to sing the actual song. And then the dude who plays the Eddie Van Halen part. He's amazing. Vic Johnson. Yeah. And then um, Jason Bonham on drums with a little drum machine. And I just watch it over and over again in between my violent videos. <laughs> or you do you provide your own soundtrack to your violent videos? No, no, no. I don't mix the two. Oh, you don't? Yeah, listen a little. Every guy in a band now is 70. <laughs> 70! Yeah! It's the new thing. And Mick Jagger's like 80. It's crazy. Well, are they? Oh, then nobody can tour. What am I saying? No, the tour. It's over. All right, you can kill this. Thank you. I should take a break. I feel like I've had a pee for over an hour. Yeah, we haven't broken. Oh, I'm broken. 
<laughs> Don't Trust mean me. that way. Oh. By the way, you have a new sign up. Yeah. So how did that get there? Oh, God, what a saga. The guys uh, sent, you know, we were looking at the shot of, you know, me being on uh, Zoom. And the wall is blank. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times on TV, if I'm interviewing someone, they take the clip, but they don't even say it's the Howard Stern show. Ah. So we needed our like logo up. So the guys made a sign and put it on a stand. And oh, it's on a have, stand. Yeah, it's on a stand. Because I was like, how's that mounted? Yeah, Beth set it up. She came to, <laughs> I was too lazy. I don't know what happened to me, but like in the beginning, I was all excited about having a home studio. Now they keep calling me because I have to set up a whole bunch of different cameras and stuff. And I'm I like not calling anyone back. <laughs> and so Beth came down. She was getting annoyed because we we had left the um, sign in like our garage for two weeks. So there wouldn't be any right. 19 on it. And uh, she came down here and set it up. Well, she did a good job. It looks cool, right? It's perfect. Yeah, she look at how it. it's lined up even with the seam. You know, it's straight. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, she beautiful. Did all that's that. amazing. Yeah. I was like, hey, that's really cool. And then I left. She's really handy. <laughs> oh, she's great. Everyone should have a Beth. I love Beth. She's got such a positive attitude. You know, it's really good. She's incredible because somebody I know got a cat from you guys. Yeah. That cat you loved. Yeah. And uh Jerome. Yeah, and and they were, and Beth even was meeting with them. She's calling me about household vacuum cleaners, and then she's off giving away cats and then hanging signs. Amazing. Yeah. I said to her, you should call Robin. Uh, she's got a new vacuum cleaner, you know, keep things nice and tidy. Shark. <laughs> Robin uses the shark. I remember the name it's of it. It's amazing. Yeah, so she's looking into that. And, yeah. Yeah, and but my job is to make the bed. And this morning, oh, you're you making the bed me, now again. I make the bed. She says to me, on work days, you shouldn't have to make the bed. Just let leave it for me. I go, no. I get up early. I make the bed. That's my job. Give me a job. I do it. And I'm all like a hero. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking about my life. And I used to have, before COVID-19, I used to have the best radio studio ever built in America yes. or in the world. Now I have a sign in my basement and we get excited. <laughs> And I'm working on a card table. It's really awesome. What happened? Yay. Yeah, I walk down here. I go, no wonder I don't want to be in this room. What happened? <laughs> in fact, this room used to be my photo studio when I was into photography. Ah. And, and it's depressing because everything in here I haven't used in five years. So it's, filled <laughs> with, it's a room full of junk. It looks like it's haunted. <laughs> yeah. Like I have one of those big, I got to show you this thing. Like, I got what? one of those big fucking, like, how can you see this? What? I've got all this photo equipment right behind me. Oh, you're kidding. No. And it's just hanging there. It's just, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a graveyard for my past hobbies. Right. It's uh, like in The Walking Dead, they often walk into places yeah. that are set up for people, but there are no people there. Yeah. This is what this is like. Looks like a junkyard down here. <laughs> It's like well, you know, that, you take up those hobbies, Howard, and then you drop them. I've got like $10 million worth of equipment here that's all obsolete because I use my <laughs> iPhone now. <laughs> Just carry that thing with me. It's like, who needed all of this? 
You used right. to get on my case because I'd get into yeah. things and then move on. You're yeah. the same way. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> or fortunately, I don't know. I'm never bored. But yeah, I got my sign. Howard yeah, Stern well, it Joe's looks sign. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Even got a coffee like, pot. Oh, that's new. Where'd that come from? Did you see when we were on vacation? I should probably take a break. Why am I not breaking? Oh, my head hurts. I'm so tired. I want to go back to bed. <laughs> I don't want to be stop. on the air. I should just stop. What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing here? I got to pee. I'm denying myself peeing. Did you see when we were on vacation that like people were um, getting on Kelly Ripa's case? Because the, uh, Kelly Ripa, was that one that I said? I'll no, I didn't it. get the Kelly one. Kelly Ripa. You know, the morning show with Kelly and Ryan. With with Ryan Seacrest, yeah. Yeah, previously with Regis. Now Kelly and Michael Strahan, Kelly now and Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest, he he was on American Idol. I watch American Idol. He was on American Idol, and all of a sudden his eyeball looked like it was bulging out of his head. No bullshit. Yeah, I, I read saw, about I, this. I, I was watching it, and it was like one eye was like kind of, look at this. It was like this. <laughs> it was weird. Like he's a good-looking dude, and it was weird. Right. And it happened like, in the. It, it, he didn't look like that when he started. It happened while he was talking. Right. Yeah, and you know how he prides himself on never making a mistake. He's like, "This is American Idol," and right. You know, when he talks to the contestants, he's like, "How are you doing?" You know, like everything is enunciated. There's never an error. He he's prides himself on reading the teleprompter perfectly. Well, all of a sudden, he was like. Uh, 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 and his eye was bulging out of his head and he was like uh, 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 uh. like he was he was like i don't know what it was like he was turning into a werewolf <laughs> like one of those michael j you fox you were watching a horror film yeah right he was like, uh, uh, uh. I was like holy shit i think he's gonna die right during american I think he's a werewolf <laughs> yeah. he's turning into he always wanted to be dick clark and now he's gonna be like Hey, <laughs> Oh my! He really is going to be Dick Clark. <laughs> Remember, Dick, Dick would, would slow down the countdown every year and yeah. miss the change to midnight. <laughs> I was watching that time. Hey, it's Ryan Seacrest, Toxic Avenger. <laughs> I go, man. He really wants to be Dick Clark. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. We're only here stroke. Yeah. So I didn't know what was going on, but I was reading in the paper. Then he missed a couple of Kelly Ripa shows. Morning shows, yeah. And what have I said about this guy for years? Works too much. He works too much. The guy can't say no to any work. And and seriously, I, I like I like the guy. I don't have anything against him. I mean, how can you have anything against Ryan Seacrest? I mean, the guy just, you know, he reads very well. He's a handsome guy. If anything, I'm jealous. I mean, the only thing I have against him is that if he ever hands off that American Idol thing, he'll be coaching a guy as to how you say this is American Idol. (laughs) W-N-B-C. That's right. (laughs) So Seacrest came out with a statement blaming exhaustion. I was like, of course, listen to this guy's schedule. And this is what I used to say. And I know guys in radio think this way because I'm a guy in radio. For years, I couldn't say no to anything. So I had like 50 jobs. And you get so fucking exhausted, but you you can't believe that someone's offering you a job. And And you always think you're going to lose the job you have. And if you're Ryan Seacrest, you're sitting there going, all I do is kind of read stuff. But 
you know, how long and can this I, last? I play music. What if they start hating the music? Right. I got to grab everything. So he was doing the morning radio show in Los Angeles, but doing it from New York. Right. Then he does the Kelly Ripa show. Then he has American Idol. He's got the e-television show. He's got um, a countdown show that's heard across America. And uh, then he does um, all of the Oscar, you know, specials and all that stuff from the red carpet. The red carpets, yeah. You know, and, and like, and he's probably like, holy shit, there are so many guys in radio out of work. I got to, I mean, I got to grab all this stuff because I'm not going to give it to somebody else. Well, I, mean, I what think does he's he have? a hoarder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but his whole big thing is Seacrest out. That right? He says see Seacrest right. out of energy. <laughs> Seacrest out. I think he has like a paper route too that he does. Well, he also has a production company. I don't know if he right. spends any time there. Please. What production does he have? Oh, that's right. The, oh, Kardashians. the Kardashians. Yeah. And anything else they do. But I don't know. You know, you sometimes know. Chloe will have a show and this one will right. have a show and that one will have a show. So I said to Robin, this is a guy who's on fire and he's going to collapse. And, you know, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, sure. But I was right. He fucking. It's beginning to happen. Yeah. He actually looked bad on America. Like, I was like, I'm almost more handsome than him at this point. Well, He's now I both. check in to see what he looks like. <laughs> you know, every time I get a chance and it's that time, I go, oh, what does Ryan look like today? I got to see. But the other thing was that Kelly Ripa, they discovered that they, I mean, somebody discovered that it turns out she's been saying I'm broadcasting from New York, but she's been in the Caribbean or something doing her television show, but pretending like she's in New York, according oh, to what really? I read. Yeah. So people got all bent out of shape and I'm reading this thing. I go, what the fuck? If you watch that show, why do you care? Who cares where she is? Well, they, they feel betrayed because Kelly well, is their friend. You know, these are shut-ins who depend these on are, that show. These are worse than shut-ins. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you know, Elephant Boy was upset. I said I didn't like people who voted for Trump. I don't like people who um, sit there and worry about where Kelly Ripa is broadcasting, <laughs> broadcasting from. from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to get a life. So I was reading this, and everyone's like, this isn't right. We always rely on Kelly to tell us the truth. Like, they're married to her or something. Right. And I was she thinking lied myself, to me. Even a little lie means it's a break in our relationship. And I was thinking to myself, probably she was, like, in the Bahamas and a, either either she didn't want to get people upset like that her life is fabulous and wanted to, or maybe she was even worried like her apartment could get robbed because, you know, she's not going to broadcast that she's not home or something. Like, I don't know. Like, who knows what her reason is, but what do I give a fuck? So, she, so she, she's telling me she's in New York. I don't care. I don't fucking care. I really don't. And by the way. If I like that show, I'll still watch it. What do I care? But you oh, should have seen. I would love for people to abandon that show because she lied about. Yeah, it. wouldn't that be great? That would be so funny. It turns out the true story was she was vacationing in the Caribbean when the pandemic hit, and they and they said you have to stay. In oh. other words, she couldn't fly. She had a good reason safe. for being there. Yeah, but they're acting like she said the N word on the air. Well, they're acting worse, like. They're married to her and she cheated on them. Yeah, I had to read you these tweets. This is just a sampling of the bullshit she's getting. I mean, but it could be a million reasons. Maybe, you know, 
who knows? Maybe but she's as you afraid. Say, to- who cares? But yeah, but I'm saying, let's say she's at some resort in the Caribbean or she's staying somewhere in the Caribbean. And she's like, you know what? I don't want to broadcast them in the Caribbean because maybe one of these people will get an idea to come rob my house in the Caribbean or something. Who knows? I don't know what she's thinking. But maybe she didn't want to share that. I mean, I get that. I'm the first one to criticize, but I kind of get that. I mean, I'm well, honest on the Why air. did she have to lie? I agree. Why did she have to lie? Yeah, now you won't be her friend. <laughs> like these people think this is what I mean. That they're, they're like, uh, well, I saw people rioting this weekend over this situation. They're upset. <laughs> you think the riots were about oh, that? Thank you. That's what. I, what else would it be about? Um, <laughs> I have been a fan of this woman since she first came to all my children, and I could tell her hair was blonde. She wore a black wig, and I watch her every morning. Dot dot dot. Until now, she's gonna quit. Yeah. Watching her. I'd be dot, like, dot, good, dot. good riddance. You're weird. <laughs> I have always loved Kelly Ripa, but feel a little lied to for the past three months, thinking she was in New York City. But it turns out she's in the Caribbean. I know it's her business on what she does, but why not be honest from the beginning? <laughs> Idiot. Why did she finally come clean? I think someone busted her. (laughs) I've watched and admired her, and to find out she's been lying has crushed me. What an imbecile. She's not only hurt her viewers, but ABC for going along with it. Ryan will be fine. Oh, now they can't trust the network either. Right. That's right. Did Ryan know? When did he know? (laughs) He knew. You knew. He lied to you, too. They're treating her like Bill Cosby. I expect any day charges will be pressed. <laughs> you knew. No, I was all over the uh, Lana Del Rey. I still don't even know what the the controversy was about. But uh, she wrote in a song something about staying with guys who abuse her or something. And then yeah. people started complaining about her, complaining about her life in a song. And then she said, well, you don't get on this one's case or that one's case. And then they said, oh, how dare you bring up black artists? <laughs> wow. I was like, wow, this is getting all out of hand. Want to hear some more hate mail, like hate tweets? I don't think there's anything wrong with her choosing to leave to get away from the pandemic, since she's probably safer in the Caribbean than the New York City. It's the lying that bothers me. It bothers her. What do you care? She's, she, she interviews celebrities. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't read you the news. Yeah, I mean, what? it's weird to me. I, people are weird. What I don't get is, why did you have to lie? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. That's outrage. If you want to stay in the Caribbean, that's fine. It's your call. But don't make it seem like you're still in New York City. You could have gone anywhere to get your hair colored. Oh, These people you- are more upset about this than they are about the riots. People just want to be angry at something. I believe this is why Ryan Seacrest's face started to explode on TV. He's upset. <laughs> Kelly is is going to be found out, and then we're going to yeah. lose our jobs. Tell you what, let me just go pee. I'll take a quick break, and let me. Uh, then I'll get to your phone calls, and I got a bunch of other stuff I could play. I could even play a new phony phone call from a Rocky Calls Kathy series, or any. You know, I, I got a ton of stuff. Fans have written us uh, quarantine questions. Which, by the what way, what are they writing to us for? We need another update from <laughs> from Doctor Agus. Things have gotten so crazy. I want to say something. 
I have a ton of friends now, like you do, Robin, that mm-hmm. are now saying like, hey, let's get together. It's over. It's I just got to make it clear. It's not over. It's still out there, this thing. And I was watching 60 Minutes this weekend, and they're saying, uh, yeah, they had a guy on there 35 years old who had coronavirus who was near death. They had another guy on there 40-something years old. It's not just old people. It's out there, but they're all like, hey, let's all get together. And I'm like, yeah. what reality are you in? What has changed? What has changed? I just got a get text together? from somebody last night who said, oh, yeah, some friends of mine and I got together. It was almost like normal. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like what? what are you doing? And I told you, still people won't wear masks. And they say 85% of coronavirus cases would be cut if everyone would just wear a mask. Is that too much to ask? I mean, just because you're bored in your house doesn't mean the virus went away. And it doesn't mean you can't wear a mask. I know. Boredom doesn't kill corona. What changed? The weather's nice, so now it's over? Yeah, a lot. Well, they say it's harder to transmit when you're outside. Yeah. <laughs> and so people just assume. And they they assume, number one, that they can get away without wearing a mask because everybody else will be wearing a mask. But they also assume that they can look at you and tell if you have it. Yeah. It's like guys with, um, you know, like guys used to say to me, I can tell that girl's dirty. Don't fuck her. <laughs> I go, really? How do you know? She's it's a dirty girl. <laughs> I can, t- I can tell. I can tell. I know. Yeah, you She's cute, but I'm not going to mess with her. She's a dirty girl. Yeah, Ralph used to do that. Ralph, Ralph would say, yeah. I go, Ralph, um, what about that girl? He goes, oh, I'd say to him, how come, you don't f- how come you fuck without a rubber? And he goes, I can tell if they got, you know, like HIV or like herpes and shit. I go, really? How can you tell? He goes, What's the tell. look? What's the look? He goes, you can tell a dirty girl. And I go, <laughs> you can? Where? Why didn't I get these lessons? Where do you get that? He used to always say it to me. He says, I know a dirty girl. I was seeing a girl at one point and he said to me, that's a dirty girl. And you know what? I believed him. So you didn't sleep with her? I stopped. Yeah. You stopped, but you didn't get anything. <laughs> no, I didn't get anything. But he said she's dirty. I go, she is? She seems like such a nice girl. He goes, no, she's a dirty girl. I go, when you say dirty girl, what is that exactly? What do you mean? I ought to get him on the phone. <laughs> so he can describe a dirty girl. Yeah, like he used to say, like he was serious. He goes, that's a dirty girl. And I'd be like, really? Because he can just tell they're dirty. I mean, dirty, like, like they don't bathe. He goes, no, like dirty. They got to get something <laughs> HIV or, you know, herpes or something. That's I go, so you mean crazy. to tell me you don't wear rubber? Cause I can tell. Wow. And you know what? As far as I know, he doesn't have anything. Yeah. But you know, this magical thinking is what people consider a good idea. Yeah. And I started to think he must really know something. It's got like they a, think they're like scientists. Thinks he's like Spider Man with like a dirty girl Spidey sense. Yeah, he's got a superpower. He's I like can a, spot a dirty girl. I'm tingling over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. Maybe I'll get Ralph on the phone and he can. I'm going to ask him. How do you know? Because a, a lot of dirty? people could use this this knowledge, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think Charlie Sheen claimed to have the same superpower. And look at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take a break. 
come back. I'll get to some of your phone calls because I really haven't been doing a good job of that. Maybe I'll do a phony phone call. I got a couple of things I can do. We'll be back right after this. I came in like a Sing it, honey. I like what she's uh, running. It's like she's nude on the wrecking ball. I kind of dig that. I said that to Miley Cyrus. I said, I like that. She's like, you like it? I go, yeah. Hooks me in. And uh, she goes, yeah, that's what I was thinking. upset about being so easily hooked? That doesn't ever bother you. (laughs) It does bother me. What do you mean? I walk around bothered all day. I would like to be above that kind of thing, but it does. I liked it. She was like, I think she was wearing like sneakers and she was naked on the wrecking ball. Yeah, I remember that MTV thing where she was almost naked on there. And you know what I figured when they were shooting the video? She's probably like, this fucking set is disgusting. I'm not walking around without any shoes. I'll just put on my sneaks <laughs> and I'll strip off my clothes. Sing it, baby. I remember I was a kid. And I was listening to some DJ on WABC AM in New York. And they were playing a song and a woman was singing her heart out. And he goes, that's it, honey. You keep singing. And I thought that was the greatest thing I ever heard on the radio. It was like it was like one of those top forty guys going, "That's it, honey." I was going to write a, a song called "I'm Going to Wreck You with My Balls" about what a sexual animal I am. It's a good song. Anyway. See if I could take some phone calls. I don't know why I'm whistling like that in my headphones. I think these headphones aren't tight enough. Hey, didn't you guys send me some new headphones that I was going to try out that are sealing my ears, like so that we don't get that little squeal? You hear that? Yeah. That's because, like, first of all, I make the headphones so loud. I'm probably going to be deaf soon. I crank it all the way up. Do you crank it all the way up? No, I oh love my, my ears. Yeah, I do too. I love your ears also. I guess I don't love mine. <laughs> I but, try to to only have them up uh, as much as I need. Not me. For you. Howard, I'm told, yeah. I'm told the headphones are on the way. Oh, are they? Good. Yep. What's the delay? Because listen to that. The U.S. mail, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. It's they not as good arrived. as it used to be. What? They should have arrived. They're probably in your garage. Oh, really? Yes. I got a box here pocket. of stuff. Yep. It's probably in there. Oh, all right. I'll well, go through it. How many more weeks does it have to be in the garage? <laughs> no, no, no. I brought, well, Beth carried a box down here the other day. And I go, honey, <laughs> I would have carried that down. She goes, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> She's complaining lately that I'm not the man of the house. She goes, she, they were like these, um, like these birds that died on my roof. Oh. And uh, Beth calls me and she goes, I need you to be the man of the house. I go, at your service, honey. I'm here. What do you need? Points out these two birds out on the roof. And I go, where? I don't even see it. She sees dead birds everywhere. And I, she goes, you need to get those birds off the roof. I go, Climb out of the window onto the roof and get, I go, I'll kill myself. I can't do that. 
people need you me. Were so, you were going to be the man of the house until you saw what the job was. I go, I can't believe you're asking me that. I go, that's, I go well, I'm clearly not the man of the house. She goes, well, that's for sure. I go, honestly, oh, no. let's be real about it. You are the man of the house. She carries down the boxes. She does everything. She's, did she go out on the roof? No, you can't go out on this roof. She want, I said, I, I said, do you have a power hose that I could hose off like from the window? And she was like, no, where would I get that? So, yeah. So the birds, I said, close the window shade. I like, look well, out the it's window. outside. You could call somebody for that. Yeah. Maybe like some guy could get up on a ladder, but please. What does some guy have to die so that I don't see? The, like, Nobody's they, gonna die. They are guys who go up on roofs oh, all yeah? the time. How'd the roof get, get up there? I don't know. I don't know how it got there. <laughs> I'm just no man of the house. <laughs> yeah. Next time she says I need you to be the man of the house, you you just say no. I can't do it. I'm good at one thing. This, you know, <laughs> whatever this is, I do this. After that, I'm useless. <laughs> I even said to her, I said, those birds are eventually either going to wash off in the rain or they'll rot away. There were oh, already flies God, on but them. that's going to smell. You'll have Well, bugs. it's outside. It's outside. You're going to act like a man. It's nothing to do with me. I wouldn't have even noticed these birds. Thank goodness for Captain Dennis. I have to yeah. say, there is a man somewhere in my vicinity. Yeah, I need once, a man. You know, I'm not. I'm afraid of all kinds of insects. And right. once I trapped like a little yellow jacket in a jar on a windowsill. And I called Dennis and said, there's a jar on top of a yellow jacket. You have to come get it. Yeah, I need one of those guys. <laughs> I need that. I need a man. It's just thinking I, I could hire a man around the house. That's right. For Beth. No, Beth, here's the man of the house. <laughs> and I hate not being the man of the house. I do. I want to be masculine. I want to be tough. I want my woman to know that I can handle things, but I can't. Yeah. You just imagine the time I came in here and a gopher was in the garage. Mm. Trap. I couldn't handle that. I'd be like, Robin, you have to go in there. Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. You should be fucking him. He should be your husband. <laughs> What's the story on this guy? This He's captain. got a wife and kids. He does. So I've seen guys leave their wife and kids. <laughs> All right, let me give you a little phony phone call action, then I'll get to a couple of phone calls. By the way, we're here. We're, we're on Sirius XM. I don't know what the future is. We're live. Like. We're here. Our country's in turmoil. We, we are broadcasting from where we say. Yeah, by the way, we're not lying. I am in my basement. <laughs> and Robin is in her whatever, her house. My office. Yeah. But if we were lying, fuck you. I'll lie for my own reasons. <laughs> Let me go on record as saying that. Kelly Ripper should get on the air and just go, fuck all of you. <laughs> really? I mean, it's just fuck you. I have my own reasons for lying to you that I was in the Caribbean. Maybe I didn't want you to be jealous. You're just trapped in New York and I'm here. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. Maybe I just, you know, I don't want you to know I'm running around in my thong. Mark Consuelo's banging me every other hour. Okay. Maybe some of you can't heal and handle it. People don't know this, but Fred is actually in Antigua right now. <laughs> right, Fred? <laughs> if I was Kelly Ripa today, I'd go on the show and I'd stand on my desk and lift my dress and moon everyone. 
<laughs> Here's what I think of you. Yeah. Well, she shouldn't worry. I mean, with everything going on in the world, with the rioting and the COVID, I think people will forget about the fact that she was lying, right? Yeah, I don't believe those people are really going to leave the show. I don't either. I think the ratings will go up. <laughs> Rocky Pendergast is at it again. <clears throat> he is a, I a thought character. Rocky was in lockdown. He's not. Is he still no. traveling? Rocky Pendergast, the famous character that calls Kathy, the talk show host Kathy. Hey now. Rocky Pendergast, even though there's coronavirus, is at it again. Rocky is always calling in to Kathy. This is an internet show, radio show, hosted by an older woman named Kathy. And uh, as you know, if you're a fan of this show, Rocky calls from very lavish, celebrity-packed events. And the calls always end in tragedy. Rocky dies every time. <laughs> but Kathy keeps getting calls from him, and she keeps taking them. Yeah. Just to give you a refresher before I play the new phony phone call, here is a clip from a classic Rocky Pendergast phone call. Oh, okay. Here's a gentleman, someone that's waiting long. Hello. Hello, Kathy, my dear. Rocky Pendergast here, darling. Rocky? How are you? I am fine. How are you? Where have you been? I haven't heard from you in a while. Oh, we're having a rip-roaring good time, floating high above the Atlantic in the world's most luxurious German party Zeppelin. Oh, this is incredible. It's like Largo at 30,000 feet. My dear, I can't... Oh, Kathy. Do you hear me? I think I smell gas. Oh, my goodness. Cigarette? Cigar? So you need to ask. Cigarette? Cigar. Rocky? Uh, one moment, Kathy. I'm buying cigarettes. Uh, yes, three Chesterfields, Listen darling. Listen to me. Thank you. Hey, if there is an odor, you must have it checked out. Uh, light me up, will you? Oh, be careful. What do you mean, a light? Oh, oh my God. What on earth? We're being incinerated, Kathy. What? God, it's bedroom. Please move. People are being burned alive all around us. Go. <coughs> Jump. I'm doing it. This is absolutely the weirdest phone call I have ever, ever had. Yeah. Now she keeps getting them. (laughs) (laughs) She always forgets he died in the previous phone call. Anyway, I'm happy to say coronavirus hasn't slowed down Rocky at all. In fact, like a lot of Americans, Rocky doesn't give two shits about social distancing at all. He, oh. he Here he is. He's calling Kathy from his favorite club on Earth, Largo. He tells her it's golden oldies night, meaning he's surrounded exclusively by celebrities in their 80s and 90s. <laughs> he tells her they're spitting in the face of COVID-19. Also, listen carefully in this call for a cameo by a sped-up J.D. Harmeyer as Fong, the caterer. All right. All right. So here we go. Sit back, relax, and have some fun. But in the meantime, let's see who we have on the air that would just love to talk to us. Hello, you're on the air with Live with Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Brokey Pendergast here. How are you, darling? 
Oh, the voice is very familiar. Well, honey, I am just Jiggy Fabulous. How are you? Oh, I'm here at Largo, where we're having the world's most unsocially distanced of get-togethers. Oh, man. Yes, it's golden oldies night, and I'm here with a bevy of living legends, oh. a flurry of terribly famous octogenarians living it up and spitting in the face of the dreaded COVID-19. <laughs> Well, what, what do all of you feel about this pandemic that's going on? I truly do not understand it. Oh, it'll take more than an itty-bitty, hardly witty little virus to stop us, darling. Well, me too, because you know I do love parties. Oh, Kathy, if you could only see the famous faces. Why, just in front of me I see Larry King. Carl Ryder. Amazing. At 97 years young, it's sitcom legend Norman Lear. Can you believe it? Speaking of legends, there she is, Betty White. You're kidding. Oh, hi there. I'm Betty White. Well, hello, Betty. Regis Philbin. How you doing? <laughs> I am fine. How are you? Bless my soul. At age 88, it's the Bishop Desmond Tutu. Oh. Fantastic to be here. Good evening. Hello. Au revoir. Talk of me. Angela Lansbury. Oh. Tippy Hedren. So inspiring. They call him Mr. Tibbs. It's Sidney Poitier. Oh, what memories. And oh. come on down. It's Mr. Price is right himself. Bob. Parker. Oh, pleasure to meet you. My goodness. How are you, Bob? Oh, the name's going in on, Kathy. Everybody join hands. Let's conga. You're doing a what? A conga line, darling. A conga line. Oh, my goodness. Everybody conga. Everybody conga. Irish, yes. Woo, woo. Oh, there's Fong, our caterer. Ah. Who wants to try the bat wings? What? Have you ever had bad, darling? No. So delicious, Kathy. I live in hmm. America. Oh, did, did someone turn off the air? I'm suddenly quite hot in here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Just a slight cough all of a sudden, darling. Snap out of it. It looks like some of the others are having trouble breathing. Oh, my God. Oh, my. <laughs> I wish we had smashed all those ventilators in protest. Go into a room. Close the door. Close your eyes. Dear God, Betty White is turning blue. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Rocky? Larry King just shit his pants. Oh. Who are you talking to? Ah. Send Remdesivir. Oh. Oh. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Hello? Oh, my. I hope he's okay. He really had a cough. All of you listeners, please excuse that disturbance. I have no idea that interruption. I have no idea. But do you believe... In the power of prayer? Of course. Have faith. You're listening to Live with Kathy. The voice of inspiration. Wow. And encouragement. What a delivery on her. She's all almost of, like Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, all of old Hollywood is dead and she's just like <laughs> carrying on. I have no idea what's happening. 
Seacrest, out. But do you believe in the power of prayer? What did that have to do with anything? I don't know. <laughs> she loves those phone calls from Rocky. Like She, she hangs on. into everyone. She has never said, Rocky, you're not real. You can't die every week and then call me the following week. Yeah, by our records, we've called into that show 5,000 times, and Rocky <laughs> has died every time. There you go. But that's uh, for your listening pleasure. For those of you who are fans of phony phone calls, we pride ourselves on Rocky and the whole Rocky series of phony phone calls. Let me mention a little business, Robin, if I may do some oh, right now. Certainly. I want to thank our sponsor today, Blackened American Whiskey. Yes, a collaboration <laughs> from Metallica and legendary distiller Dave Pickerel. Blackened Whiskey. Remastered. <laughs> You know the story of Black and Whiskey, Metallica, Lars, the band. the band. All the guys got together and they said, what if we made a whiskey that infused the Metallica music? And you say, how can that be possible? Well, they played the Metallica music so loud that it shakes the drums of whiskey. The barrels. The barrels. Right, Robin. Thank you for that. I knew that. <laughs> but... And it shakes the barrels, as you say. And the whiskey gets the vibe. It gets the music into the whiskey. And there's how it's done. I got to taste this. It's fantastic. Gary has a bottle. Uh, I hit him over the head with it, actually. No, Gary <laughs> has a bottle. good for that. <laughs> Gary has a Is bottle that- of it. Go ahead, Gary. Tell, tell everyone what you got. It's called Agitating the Barrel. And so uh, the I got a package... Uh, that comes with two uh, pieces of vinyl that are Metallica's songs that were used to agitate that particular bottle. Right. You know, because what they do is they put the speakers up close to the barrel because you have to shake the barrel. And they put the speakers up close and it vibrates the barrel. It's fantastic. That's what Gary's up to. That in finding his family tree. He was on the (laughs) phone this weekend to a church in Italy somewhere. Really? Uh, He's got to find them. Wasn't it Italy or something? You went to it. You, you got in touch with the church or something? I no, heard. no, no. I hired. I hired someone. I hired like a family tree specialist to just do oh. some uh, some light work. And she said that the next move is to contact the churches in Italy. But right now, because of the pandemic, everything's closed. But um, well, I will I be hope moving that forward. Family tree specialist cuts down his tree. <laughs> Why, Rob? Uh... Why do you hope that? <laughs> what did my tree ever do to you? Gary, wasn't this supposed to be wasn't this supposed to be your hobby during the coronavirus, and now you've outsourced it to someone else? I mean, uh, well, you can only get so far. You can only get so far. So I outsourced it in the sense where she's guiding me on what to do next. You know, get to a certain point. Wait for these churches to open, I guess, and uh, and uh, you know, and get some more information and stuff. I'm actually, I'm actually trying to see if I could draw a line to. There's a famous Renaissance painter. And um, we, our family always thought that we might be related. No. Wasn't that the Guillermo Delabate? <laughs> Niccolo. 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 Niccolo Delabate, whose paintings are right next to the Mona Lisa in the Louvre in, uh, in Paris. And Gary's gone back as far as 1851, according to my inside sources. So, uh, oh, yeah. Robin, it's very exciting. Yeah. Yes. This is, he's going to go all the way back to when they first crawled out of the sea. Gary's whole clan. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> back on both sides. to find out where that happened. Yeah. Right. I'm going back on both sides. I've, I've uh, traced back to my great grandfather, Antonio Catronio. Is that the guy Catronio. who died of asphyxiation at age 49? 
No, that was uh, that was uh, Anthony Delabate. He di- he died of accidental asphyxiation at the age of 49. 49. I you know I asked the woman who was helping me, and she said probably back in the day, you know. They, they were using weird heaters and stuff like that. That's what happened. But, you know, I also wonder oh. if he wasn't just like, you know, with a belt around his neck naked in a room. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's where they go. <laughs> well, there you go. It's fascinating family tree. Everyone awaits the uh, bevy of people. Gary's yeah, who will him. Gary discover that he's related to? Gary Puppet, you, you, you've been looking up your family tree, yeah, right? I have. On my last phone call, I found I had a relative. His name was Chicken George Delabate. Is that and right? He was a slave. Yeah, he was actually white, but he had really dark skin. They thought he was Nigerian, so they they put him on a plantation. <laughs> I see. Well, wow, that's fascinating. All Thank of these, you. all and of these. Adam Delabate. He was there with Adam and Eve. Yeah, right. he was in the Garden of Eden. He had a hammock on the apple tree that Adam and Eve picked the apple from. <laughs> Is that right? You mean yeah, there was they Adam had their and dog Eve? Riley. You mean and Adam, Adam was Delabate. Adam Delabate? Adam Delabate, yep, yep. Wow. Were all the guys named Adam? No. There's <laughs> Cain and Abel and Mario. Delabate. Yeah. Mario. Well, as yep. America burns, Gary calls family tree experts. I like that. It's a way to distract yourself. Real story, real it's story. Amazing. John Quincy Delabate, he was there during the revolution. He shoveled the shit out of Paul Revere's horse's uh, stable. Is that right? Well, I wonder, very, very, very important. I think most people go through these family trees hoping that there's some yeah. greatness in their yeah. family line. That's the whole idea. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm, I, I'm afraid that I'm going to find out that, you know, that my, my relatives were, I'm not related to the painter. I'm related to fucking thieves who were did horrible things. Yeah, but, but why do this? Because, in other words, even the experts who are helping you can fool you. They can say, oh, Gary, guess what? I made some calls. I found out you're 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 great-great-great-grandfather was a blacksmith in Italy. Like, how would well, you there's records. Know? They, they, they show you the records. That's the whole thing. They say that no, all these don't. churches have, like, birth records. And, like, most of the stuff I'm getting is from, like, census records and birth certificates and stuff that's in this. I've been and using they're, site. they're oh. making sure there's a connection between all of these Delabates you're finding. Well, I mean, I've been able to do it because if I go, like, I've been using Ancestry, right? It's a website. So when you go on there... If you see a birth certificate, you could see who the mother and the father are. So, you know what I mean? There's a way to trace it back. I wish I could get into this business. I get guys like Gary. I say, listen, send me a thousand bucks. I'll find out everything. And then I make a registry. I'd write down, uh, you know, Winston Delamonte. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. You're just going to make up the registry. Yeah. I'm not going to do any work. By the way, my great great grandfather Luciano de Labate had the biggest trampoline in Napoli. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. That was yeah. Hitler Delabate. <laughs> Hitler Delabate. Hitler, Hitler Delabate was also a, a Pope Gregory Delabate, but he was excommunicated when he got a boner when the nuns would walk by. It was oh very embarrassing. <laughs> what about Delabate the Impaler, the one who conquered, uh, I think he conquered oh, yes. a portion of Italy, didn't he? And then there was Hershey Delabate, the, the inventor of the chocolate chip. <laughs> you know what the sad thing about Gary's family tree is? Gary is the greatest Delabate in the family That's tree. right. We've already found him. <laughs> the yeah, one there's no, of like, greatness. There's no Genghis Khan Delabate. <laughs> Unfortunately. All right, let me take a couple of phone calls. Let's go to uh, Brandon in Florida. Brandon? Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Hey, now, Howard. How you doing? Hey, now. 
So I just want to make a, just a public a public service announcement, if if I may. Um, store manager at a grocery store. Um, people just really need to social distance and wear masks. Um, we're required to wear masks. Um, I wear one almost 12 hours a day. Um, and people still come in, no mask on. They walk right up to you. Um, not a care in the world. Um, <clears throat> we're never going to stop the spread if, if people just keep coming in and pretending like it's not a big deal. Brandon, I don't know what's going on, but you're addressing something that is driving me crazy. I don't understand why the president is telling people not to wear masks. He, he sees it as a sign of weakness. I don't know what the fuck's going on when I read that medical experts say 85% of coronavirus cases would be eliminated if everyone in this country agreed to wear a mask. Is that really so much of a sacrifice? And yet here I go every day here in New York. I see people walking around in my neighborhood with no mask. I, I sit there with my wife. I go... I cannot go outside anymore. I can't stand people. They are not wearing a mask. The other day, I saw one person with a mask. One. One. Yeah. For yeah. emphasis, I'll say one again. That... <laughs> <laughs> well, there are people that are coming in wearing masks, and a lot are, and thank God. Um, yeah. But you would think if you see me wearing a mask, why would you walk into my personal space and just start talking to me, especially if you're not wearing one? It's I know. completely insane to me. I mean, you're protecting completely them insane. by wearing a mask. They should protect you. And I don't understand why all of a sudden that's too much to ask of people. I mean, I mean, we, well, can this? he put a sign up on his store that says a mask is required? Well, some people start in with you if you do that. Oh, I'm not where they start yelling at you and they make it political. They say, oh, you're you must not be for Trump or something like that. Ugh. It's crazy what's going on in this country. It is fucking crazy. I'm sorry. How do you deal with irrational people? You can't. There were 20,000 new cases of COVID-19 in the United States yesterday. 20,000 new ones. And people won't 